The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Vaughn, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Hi, I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We would like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD-TV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KB-TV Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station Calisar, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. From 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon a landmark in Kali for over 95 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins. That is those of you in the hospitals and conference and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today we are commemorating Valentine's Day, where all our songs and spirit-inspired sermon is dedicated to the love, honor, and praise of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
a church choir in the direction of Emilia Hahn, who start off today's telecast with a spirit-inspiring song entitled, Trust His Heart. They will be ably accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Pohaku Carter on the organ. The Lord is our greatest deliverer, who is able to take us through our every test and trial. He will always make a way of escape, no matter what the storms of life brings our way. The words to this are so true, and I hope it will lift you up to put your faith, hope, and trust in His hands. Here's an excerpt to the song. God is too wise to be mistaken. God is too good to be unkind. So when you don't understand, when you don't see His plan, when you can't trace His hand, trust His heart. Sometimes we can't see 
The church band under the direction of Yosh Shula will play the song entitled, Say I Do. Yes, TV viewers, the Lord is knocking at the door to your heart. Will you hear his call and open your heart to him? For surely today is a day of salvation, if you will but hear his voice. So remember to say, I do, when the Lord asks for your heart and dedication to him. Just the Associate Pastor Irmans Brooks Sr. will give the Lord all the praises and glory, singing the beautiful song, I Believe. Doing his background music will be Christy Hahn on the piano, Mason Asano Sr. on the guitar, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, and Iris Locke on the drums. Faith and belief in our Lord and Savior can move mountains as we put our faith, hope, and trust in His hands. The Lord tells us that as long as we have faith the size of a mustard seed, we can accomplish much. He will always make a way for our prayers to be answered. For with the Lord, all things are possible. I believe for every drop of rain that falls, a flower grows. I believe that somewhere in the darkest night a candle glows. I believe for everyone who goes astray, someone will come. 
to show the way I believe I believe I believe above the storm the smallest prayer will still be heard I believe that someone in the great somewhere hears every word every time I hear a newborn baby cry or touch a leaf or see the sky then I know The storm, the smallest prayer will still be heard. I believe that someone in the great somewhere hears every word. Every time I hear a newborn baby cry or touch a see the sky that I know why I believe every time I hear a newborn baby cry or touch a leaf or see the sky then I know The church choir will now perform their final number for the day entitled, Here's My Heart. In our time of need, the Lord is only a prayer away. He is the strength of our lives and the holder of the keys to our hearts. Please join in and sing with the choir as you see the words appear on your television screen. Thank you. 
The trumpet section of the band will play the beautiful song entitled, I Know I Love Thee Better, Lord. They will be accompanied by Tiare Summers on the piano. Our Lord and Savior showed his love for the whole world when he died on the cross of Calvary. He died so that we all may have the promise of eternal life. Jesus is the only saving name and is our focal point of the gospel of the kingdom of God. The gospel is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. Mason and Tracy Asano Sr. will now blend their voices to the song entitled, Jesus is All the World to Me. They will be accompanied by yours truly on the piano. The words to this song are very comforting. Jesus is all the world to me, my life, my joy, my all. He is my strength from day to day. Without him, I would fall. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. He is the King of kings and our all in all. He is the one that we turn to in our time of need and will always make a way to victory. At this time, it is with great pleasure to dedicate this song to a dear couple in the Lord on this Valentine's Day telecast. They are none other than Mr. and Mrs. Walter and Wilma Spotcalf Sr. of Kalihi. The Lord is smiling down upon you this day for all you do for him. May the Lord continue to pour forth his blessings upon you, both spiritually and materially. 
Have a wonderful Sunday. is all the world to me my friend in trial Greetings in the sweet name of Jesus. I'm associate pastor Jose Zandok. 
I'd like to repeat our television time stations and locations in a kindly ask for a viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California. This telecast cannot be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KCY channel 9 in the Central California and Yuma in Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZGO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and through our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in the home city of Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begins at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tunnel at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamaki Branch Church, located at 1361 Polo Avenue, God House services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighborhood branch churches, as also conducted by Pastor Reginald Kessner, Senior in Kanakai and Mokai, by Pastor Kenneth and Vera in Lahainamari, by Pastor Walter Lane, in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard Kawana Sana, Senior Kolo, Hawaii, by Pastor Hanabe Sparrow, Boroka Pukilawan, and the Pastor Sparrow, President of the Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services regarding church affiliations. There are no collections. If you desire to volunteer, contribute to solve this telecast and the Lord's work, you may do so by setting your donations areas designated conclusion telecast. And I'd like to return our program back to Headfaster Billy and Junior, who bring forward a spirit directed and spirit inspired channel. Pastor Billy. Thank you, Ozzy. We all need comfort, strength, guidance, wisdom, and solutions to the many unending problems we encounter in our daily lives. What better way to address our human perplexities than by seeking and turning to Jesus, our Lord and Savior, to fulfill those needs? I thank you for joining us in today's telecast. I sincerely pray the Lord will touch your hearts. And the sermon I have ready for this telecast, and entitled, Someone Wants You for a Valentine, will be that important step in the right direction which you seek. Have you ever felt sorry for yourself because someone else received more Valentines than you did? Or have you ever felt sorry for someone who received just one Valentine? Valentine's Day is a special day to us because it is especially wonderful to be loved and have people tell us so. Yes, love is displayed when one gives or receives a Valentine. But there is something more wonderful than receiving a valentine from a friend. It is to know that the heart of Jesus Christ is loving and large enough to take us all in and no one needs to be left out. Jesus came from the heart of God. 
He's God's Valentine to us. This is important because if ever we do not receive even one Valentine, we shouldn't mind because we know that Jesus loves us. We know he loves people regardless of race, creed, or color. God looks at the heart and not the outward appearance. There was a time when his disciples were afraid, and Jesus had to reassure them. Let us read John 14, 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus knew that he was about to go forth to die. But instead of asking for help and comfort, he spent these last hours comforting his disciples. After he had talked with them, he prayed with them. And then after they had sung a hymn together, he went apart to the garden of Gethsemane from which he was taken by the soldiers and crucified. The greatest thing that Jesus did to show his love was to die for us, that our sins could be forgiven. We deserve to be punished because our hearts are sinful, but Jesus made it possible for our hearts to become clean. He took our sins upon himself when he died on the cross. It was only through the shedding of his blood that there could be remission of sins from that moment forward. Most Valentines are heart-shaped. There are over 750 verses in the Bible that mention the heart. From these, we discover that one's heart means one's whole self. And thus we say, I love you with all my heart. The heart thinks, feels, loves, and acts. Viewers, did you know that your heart is you? When God says in the Bible, give me your heart, he is saying, give me yourself. Your heart is like a house. It has a door. And Jesus wants you to open that door and let him enter in. As we read in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Our Lord Jesus pictures himself at the end of the church age as outside the church, though not outside the true church, of course. Even so, he is still willing to be gracious to all who are willing to let him into their hearts. This gracious invitation is for everyone who will hear his voice. Here, where he gives his final invitation, the time he calls today is just about over. Therefore, the day of your salvation has arrived. If you but hear his voice and open the door of your heart to accept him as Savior, Master, and Lord, we are a miracle of God's creation. Think of your heart. This rugged organ consists of four chambers, four valve pumps, which handles 5,000 gallons of blood a day, an amount that nearly fills a railroad tank car. The heart supplies the blood essential to the body's circulatory system, which consists of 12,000 miles of vessels. And in the course of a lifetime, the heart beats two and one half billion times. Though your body is a marvel of God's handiwork, it is your life which is far more wonderful than the body's physical functions. Yes, we are each a masterpiece of creation, a spiritual and physical being made to share his glory. 
and reign over the earth if we so choose. It's true. Each one of us is a special creation of God. Believe it or not, no one else is just like you. Your physical appearance, your voice, and personality traits, your good habits, intelligence, personal tastes, and your innocent childlike spirit together make you one of a kind. Even your fingerprints distinguish you from every other human being on earth, past, present, or future. You are not the product of some assembly line. You are unique. But the most important facet of your identity is that God created you in his own image. He made you so you could share in his creation, loving, laughing, and knowing him on a person-to-person -person basis. You are special indeed. We read Psalms 139, 13 to 17. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lower parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! Our names are written in the Lamb's book of life when we are born again. If we reject the Lord and his salvation, then our names are blotted out and there is no salvation for us. We read Hebrews 9, 27, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. In other words, after death, there is no salvation, only judgment. It is the heart that rules the world, and it is governed by love. For faith worketh by love. The likes and dislikes of mankind rule the world. Read in Proverbs 4, 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The importance of the heart is stressed throughout the word of God. It is from the heart that the mouth speaketh. The child of God is able to keep his heart with total diligence because within him the Holy Spirit lives. We read 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20. What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. The price is the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of us realize how important it is to attain a clean heart when we remember that we cannot enter heaven without it? Morality will keep us out of jail, but it will take holiness to keep us out of hell. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. It always remains true that the poor in spirit, rather than the proud, are blessed. And those who mourn because of their sins, 
who are meek in the consciousness of them and who hunger and thirst after righteousness can be sure they will be satisfied. The merciful and blessed, the pure in heart do see God. The wicked shall come to know Jesus as an offended judge. Let's take, for example, the rich man and Lazarus. We read Luke 16, 22 to 24, and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Abraham's bosom meaning paradise. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Thus we see that hell is separated from paradise by an impassable gulf, as we read in the 26th verse. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. The word hell is a translation of another word which speaks of a place where rebels against God are chained until the day of judgment arrives. This place is a deep and abyss, a bottomless pit, a place of judgment. The Lord Jesus Christ has the keys, and finally they will be cast into the lake of fire, the second death. The Lord warned men of the certainty of hell, and he himself provided the means of escape from that horrible destiny when he assumed man's sins and punishment upon the cross of Calvary. Please note, from this story that hell is an actual place of torment, wherein the rebels will still be able to think and feel there throughout eternity. Saints and viewers, in today's TV audience, I hope and pray that you have a good, clean heart because it is the only thing which is presently keeping you out of hell. Just imagine anyone not saved is only one heartbeat from hell. If one persists in his sins and is never born again of water and of the Spirit, and then should he die in his sin, the very moment his heart stops beating, his soul will be in hell. Thus we now find the rich man making a plea to the Father, asking him to send Lazarus to his father's house. Read verses 28 to 31, For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, the next day also come into this torment, this place of torment, Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Yes, Jesus who rose from the dead, who went about doing good, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and healing all who were oppressed of the devil was still rejected and crucified by the people. No matter how moral righteous we may be, Romans 3, 23 tells us, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. The heart is desperately wicked, and every imagination of the thought of the heart is evil continually. Remark 7, 21 to 23, for from within, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, all these evil things come from within and defile the man. The Lord Jesus presents in logical order the three forms in which sin appears. 
One, in human nature, out of the heart. Two, in the human mind, evil thoughts. And three, in human action, adulteries, fornications, murders, and so forth. Today we are living in a generation when a person with brains is considered more important than a person with a good heart. This is one of the reasons the world is confused and upside down. We read Romans 10, 9 through 10, that if we shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Over 2,000 years ago, there lived a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who had a heart of gold and was a ruler of the Jews. He was among the best of men in his community at that time. He was truly a religious man. He had attained great heights in the study of religion and lived a strict, devout life. In fact, he was a member of the select group called the Sanhedrin, which was virtually a religious Supreme Court. However, he realized being religious was not good enough to enter into the kingdom of God. He needed to be born again. There are many men today like Nicodemus. They live good, clean lives. They serve well in civic life. They have honest in business. They are good to their families. They even go to church and contribute to worthy causes. But let me tell you, that is not enough. You can't rest your hope of entering heaven upon your own goodness or works. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, and the Lord spoke to Nicodemus like he's speaking to you right now about the new birth. Let us read John 3, 2. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Just as we can picture Nicodemus coming to Jesus, we should also see a similar picture which would conclude, include the entire human race coming to Jesus. Nicodemus came by night because anyone caught consorting with Jesus was cast out of the synagogue. Therefore, here is Nicodemus, the religious leader who slipped out under the cover of darkness to see Jesus. Under his long robe, there was a heart which was hungry for something better than what he had. Surely Nicodemus was not satisfied with the rites and ceremonies in which he was participating. Jesus told Nicodemus, ye have religion, position, and power, but unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. A man in this world may see the great sights of it, but he has never been born again. He will never see the kingdom of God. Reading John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. What kingdom was Jesus talking about? There is a mineral kingdom where it finds all manner of stones and jewels. But God's kingdom outshines even that. There is a vegetable kingdom where one finds exotic trees, plants, and flowers. But God's kingdom will be filled with beauty beyond that. Then there is the animal kingdom as well. However, Jesus had the following to say to Nicodemus as you read in John 3, 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the same verse, it reads, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. To be born of water is to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. To be born of the Spirit means to speak in an unknown tongue or language, which is the only Bible's way of proving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, Nicodemus had never heard anything like this before. When Jesus used the word born, Nicodemus could think of nothing but a physical birth, Thus he questioned, how can these things be? 
I am an old man. Can I go back into my mother's womb the second time and be born? With all his religious background, we can see that Nicodemus didn't understand the spiritual truths. The second birth is a spiritual birth, as you read in John 3, 8. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. In other words, the work of the Holy Spirit in saving men is like the wind. It is from heaven, though it cannot be seen, and its power and work can never be fully understood. It can be heard. It is very powerful, and finally it gives life, and it was the breath of life which made man a living soul. Thus we are informed that baptism is essential to salvation. Without proper baptism, it will be impossible to enter into the kingdom of God. The most essential element of water baptism is that it be consummated in the name of Jesus Christ. According to Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Without his name, all water baptism is null and void. One who is born can't be unborn. I was born of my father and mother, and I'll always be their child. And since I am born of water and of the Spirit, I'll always be a child of God. Acts 4, 12 declares, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. There is no name in this world that is comparable to the name of Jesus. Yes, viewers, all you have to do is repent and receive Jesus as your Savior. You are only one heartbeat from hell if you are still in your sins and have not been born again. Whether it seems logical to you or not, your eternal destiny depends on your acceptance or rejection of the Son of God as you read in 1 John 5, 12, He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Only one, heart be from hell. Do not rest your laurels in the false security of your own morality, or your own good works, or even your church membership. The salvation of your soul is of the utmost urgency. It is later than you think. We need God's help as you read in Titus 3, 4 to 5, but after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, there is no time to lose. Don't lay aside this precious salvation until you have first realized your need of eternal forgiveness through Jesus, and then having looked by faith unto Him, who said in John 6, 37, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Today, you can be one heartbeat from heaven instead of one heartbeat from hell. Therefore, examine your heart. Once upon a time, there lived a man in a house that was shaped like a heart. One evening, while he was sitting on the back porch, a dirty tramp came up to him and asked if he could sleep in a corner of one of the rooms. The owner of the house said, you may stay tonight, but you must leave in the morning. The tramp agreed to do this. 
When the men asked the tramp for his name, he was told that it was Mr. Jealousy. When morning came, the tramp refused to leave and asked to stay another night. Mr. Jealousy kept on staying at the house, man's house. One night, Mr. Jealousy brought home some friends, Mr. Selfishness, Mr. Hate, Mr. Meanness, and Mr. Sin. The owner of the house grew tired of his guests and friends and told them they had to leave. They said, we will not leave. The owner of the house found the answer in the Bible. God's word says that if ye would let Jesus come into his heart house, God's son will make the other men leave, for they cannot live with Jesus. The man prayed and committed the bad-spirited hobos into the hands of Jesus. Jesus did come into the man's heart house, and all the tramps left. Jesus brought his good friends with him, Mr. Love, Mr. Joy, Mr. Peace, Mr. Goodness, and Mr. Faith. Now, if you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review the telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. And now the church band will conclude today's telecast with a lovely song entitled, Come to the Savior.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.